0: Uh, I turned your attention this morning to 1st Samuel chapter 18 and we are continuing in our series on the anointing We have talked about the different levels of anointing And we are continuing in that series this morning 1st Samuel 18 14. I want to read a few verses uh, In your hearing from chapter 18. We'll start with 14 and David behaved himself wisely In all his ways and the Lord was with him wherefore when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely he was afraid of him but all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them skip down to verse 18 and David said unto Saul who am I And what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king? Notice the different perspective that David had of himself than what others said of him. Now look at verse 22. Saul keeps trying to give David one of his daughters to marry and the first offer, she married somebody else. Now he moves on to... verse 22 and Saul commanded his servants say and commune with David secretly and say behold the king hath delight in thee and all his servants love thee now therefore be the king's son-in-law and Saul's servants spake those words in the ears of David in other words we want you to be the son-in-law because you're popular in the land look at how David reacted through this invitation and David said seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son and all in other words it's a very light thing what everybody is saying about me people in our culture ladies and gentlemen live for the popularity of others David lived for the favor of one Seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed. We have talked about how that anointing starts with sacrifice. Samuel sacrificed as he went to anoint David. And then we talked about how that the anointing will seek out a worshiper. And David was a worshiper. And then we have studied how that the third level is service. How that you, as David did, must continue to have the heart of a servant if we're going to be anointed with the favor of God. He served his father, he served his sheep, he served his brothers, he even served a backslidden king. The fourth level we talked about last week was dominion. David is now brought onto the center stage as the anointing rises up in him and he takes on Goliath. And God gives him a mighty victory. But now comes an even bigger battle in the fifth level of anointing and it is humility. Humility. I want to speak to you today about this fifth level of anointing. Humility. Would you bow your heads and pray? Lord, we stand in awe of your glory and your power. What a mighty God you are. We ask that you would anoint hearts and minds to receive your word and anoint our lips and spirit to speak your word without fear or favor and we will give you praise for all things everybody said in Jesus name name. you're standing you may be seated thank you now as David has defeated Goliath and the Israeli army is chasing and defeating the Philistines David takes the head of Goliath and goes into Jerusalem and stands before the king and in case anybody has any doubts who killed Goliath That giant Philistine called Goliath. All of those doubts should be erased with the fact that David has the giant's head in his hand. How many of you know that God gives you the anointing to take the head off of whatever giant you are facing? So that it doesn't ever come back. God gives you a total and complete victory in Jesus' name. But then the Bible tells us something that's quite curious. It says that David takes the armor of Goliath. And the Bible says that he takes the armor of Goliath and puts it in his tent. His shield. His sword. His helmet. And he puts it in his tent. We know this is true because later on we see that the sword of Goliath is in the temple behind the ephod. And so David secures this armor. Well, there's a couple of things that's sort of interesting. First of all, David doesn't have a tent. He's not down there as an enlisted soldier fighting. He just came down there as a messenger boy to bring some cheese and crackers to the family. He has three older brothers that are fighting maybe they're sharing a tent and there's a possibility that he put them in his brother's tent but whoever whatever david secures this armor the second thing that i think is of interest is the fact that david would not take saul's armor into battle but he takes goliath's armor he said he couldn't take saul's armor King Saul, because he had not proved them. But he takes Goliath's armor because he has defeated him. (laughs) I'm thankful for the Benny DeMerchants. I'm thankful for Bishop Myers. I'm thankful for our elders. And we have been blessed in 2021. I don't know if I just spoke prophetically or I'm losing my mind. The 21st century. (laughs) Because these men and women went before us and they were faithful men of God. I am so thankful for that. But ladies and gentlemen, we can't live on the victories of our forefathers. We've got to kill our own giants. I said, we got to kill our own giants. I'm thankful for a praying mother. But there comes a
1: time when you got to make up in your mind for yourself. This is what I believe. This is what I desire. I want a double portion
0: of the Spirit of God for myself. We can't live on other people's blessings. But when you kill your own giant, not only do you not only do you take ownership of that victory not only are you blessed but the entire family is blessed David has won a major victory but now a bigger battle is upon him he becomes the target of King Saul's jealousy he becomes well known in the land but notoriety has a price that goes with it anointing has a price blessing has a price when God begins to use you a target is painted on your back and you have to endure the onslaught of envy I don't know if you've ever seen this or not but I was reminded of it again even as we were at our general conference this past week in Louisville Kentucky that when God's people get together Even if it's in a restaurant and you start to talk about the goodness of God. It stirs up spirits. I said it stirs up spirits. Pretty soon somebody over here is acting up. Pretty soon somebody over there is having an issue. I don't know why. I don't know how it all works in the spirit world. But I know one thing. If you get in a public place and start to talk
1: about the goodness of God, you change the atmosphere.
0: We were so excited. Thursday night was a powerful service. Brother Jerry Jones preached. He's going to be with us next I guess it's this November for our twentieth pastoral anniversary, but he had served as twenty years of secretary of our organization. So he was uh, uh, preaching this sermon at general conference, powerful sermon about when the fathers fell asleep and what God is going to do for this next generation. And my goodness, what a powerful generation is before us. I was talking to him after the message and I said, Brother Jones. I have found that this next generation is full of faith. I I was at that Bangladesh crusade and I looked around and I was the oldest guy on the team. And I'm still young. Not getting a lot of amens right now, Brother Joe. I used to be the young guy and everybody was an elder and now I'm the old guy. I don't even know what happened. And I was talking to the Jones and I said, this next generation is powerful. They're full of faith. I'm so excited about these young men and women. They've got an anointing upon them. And he said, you know what? He said, Brother David, he said they had to make a decision. He said, they made a decision. They weren't going to sit on the fence. They were either going to get in this or they were going to do something else. But he said, they've made a decision and there is an anointing that is upon them. My good, we had an impartation service. And I told the service, I told our church this morning, the earlier service, I said, I'm so excited because in the month of March with Brother uh, Josh Heron and Brother Robinette and a whole bunch of other... Uh, faith-filled young men and elders, we're going to start a conference here at this church. We had a meeting with about 20 young evangelists, and in the month of March, during spring break, we're going to have a conference here that's going to be called Everest. Hallelujah, because we're going to take the mountain and it is an apostolic impartation service and I am so excited because God is putting something in this next generation they are not afraid of public opinion they're not afraid about what people think or say Chris Green and Landon Gordon and Josh Harris and Charles Robinette and all of these guys and we're going to be a part in the next 10 to 15 years of what God is going to put in this next
1: generation and I'm so excited about it
0: And boy there was a powerful service that night and, and there was an impartation to that, to that next generation and we were so excited about it. Brother Scott we were out walking around and talking about it. We'd been in the restaurant and a whole bunch of us preachers and our wives and, and we were walking down the street and we were just so happy and a car pulls up out of nowhere. I mean you get in these, you get a bunch of apostolics downtown in these larger urban city areas. Boy I'm going to tell you what, it stirs up all kinds of stuff. I mean, the Uber drivers were asking us what was going on. We were having prayer meeting in the Uber cars with, with people that were getting the Holy Ghost. It was all kind of crazy things going on. Well, we're walking down the street, and this car pulls up right up next to us out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, this guy rolls the windows down, and he's got this rap music playing. And he just turns it up just as loud as he can. So we're literally walking down the street, Brother Joe. We're just, man, wasn't that awesome? God was good. We just, this, that, and all, of a sudden, and all this stuff, and hatred being, spe- and all of this, and that. And we're trying to talk. We can't even talk anymore. We look over, and there's a guy on the car. He's not waiting. On, it's like midnight. Just going to come over there because it stirred up something in him, I guess. Driving down the street. Thinking, I got to override this. Well, this crowd I'm with, they're crazy. Y'all think I'm crazy. I'm running with people crazier than me, which may be the problem. They want to go over there and lay their hands on the guy right in his car and pray for him in Jesus' name. I'm so excited. You know why? Because I recognize that there is something powerful. I know we serve a great God that's given us many victories. I know the favor and the blessing God has taught us. We've had over 200 people healed in the last five weeks. But I've got news for you. you better got to get ready for it. It's going to stir up some things. There's going to be some spirits
1: that are getting stirred up. But greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world.
0: You better know it. I, I've seen it all my life. We talked about it even in Bangladesh. But anytime God gives you a great victory in a revival, you said, I'm going to the next level. I'm tired of just status quo church as usual, going through the motions. I'm deciding I'm going to be a worshiper of God. I'm deciding I'm going to bless God. You better get ready for it. The devil's going to unleash the hounds of hell to come after you. And try to put you back in your place. And get you back in a box. you got to make up in your mind. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody says. This is not about me. This is about a God. That wants to save the entire world. (laughs) King Saul keeps David. He keeps him at the palace. Wouldn't let him go home. David is raised in a good home. And the anointing is upon him. He handles himself well. And others begin to closely get connected to him Jonathan the king's son and David become good friends David is a is a high-ranking uh military commander he keeps being given assignments and and he's so anointed and he's victorious and he begins to have many victories that's on the battlefield and because of this he gets quite a following he has over three million followers on instagram facebook and twitter he's got more followers than donald trump on twitter he's he's very very popular in the land he gets this enormous following People in and all around the land of Judah and Israel, they notice how well David carries himself. and, And soon David is returning with his generals from a battle and the horses are high stepping down the main street. And King Saul is looking out his balcony at the palace and watching this military parade coming down. The women all gather out of their little houses and hamlets from around the country and they all gather in the streets and he hears them as they begin to sing, David hath slain his ten thousands. Saul has slain his thousands. But David his ten thousands. This causes King Saul to go into a rage because he's now being driven by a different spirit. Folks, there's some things that are happening, you don't even understand why, but you've been encountering, some of you, I feel this in the Holy Ghost this morning, you've been encountering, encountering rage and anger from people. And you're not even sure what in the world you did wrong. You didn't do anything wrong, you did a whole bunch of things right. I'm not saying this is got a license for us to go around and be rude and try to stir up trouble. I'm trying to tell you that if you're going to serve a God under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you're going to just automatically stir up some things by you just being present. You're going to stir up some stuff just because
1: you're full of the Holy Ghost. You're going to stir up some stuff because you said, I'm going to be praying more, worshiping more. I'm calling upon God. You've got to decide what do you want. Do you
0: want the anointing or do you want the popularity of this world? The reason that Saul goes into a rage is because it reminds him of the favor that God has placed on David. The lack of favor that is now on his own life. People are mad because you are around a bunch of people that used to walk with God, but they're not walking with God anymore because they let somebody hurt them or, or they got a wounded spirit and they let something come between them and God and they don't enjoy the presence of God like they, and they see you and it reminds them. You become the target, and you don't even know what you did. Bible says Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him you got to understand that anger that rage that you may be facing not because that people hate you it's because they're afraid of your relationship with God some of you know what I'm talking about they'll say now, now you can come to Thanksgiving but we don't want you talking about your faith you can talk about politics you can talk about sports you can talk about the weather but don't come up in here talking about how good God is you know why? because they're afraid because there's something contagious about this thing when you get people together where two or three are gathered all you got to do is oh I feel the Holy Ghost all you got to do is have a witness
1: from somebody Woo, you can feel the Holy Ghost over a hamburger at McDonald's you'll get with somebody that'll say isn't the Lord good As a God blessed us out. we are rejoicing under the anointing of God
0: Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and had departed from Saul always remember this it's what David had to learn people are not so much against you as they are for themselves Anointing brings the favor of God, but it brings the disfavor of man. Paul stated in the New Testament, even so do we speak, not as pleasing men, but pleasing God, which trieth our hearts. I remember growing up as a kid in Bavard County, going to public schools, Harbor City Elementary, and Central Junior High School, and O'Galley High School, and all I wanted was to be popular. But I was a freak. Everybody else had football trophies. I had Bible quiz and trophies. Everybody else went to parties. I went to youth service. Everybody else went to football games. We went to Golden Corral. Everybody went to clubs. We played putt-putt golf. I remember, I remember in elementary school, my mom would come pick me up in the church van. People would say, your mom's out there. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know who the, that's who Central Junior High School, I was on the track team, not because I was a fast runner, but they needed somebody to move the hurdles in and out, so. I was the manager my dad was such a good father he'd still come and watch me even though all i did was set up the hurdles he'd still come out there and watch me you did a good job with them hurdles but i'd be like dad you don't have to wear a three-piece suit to the track meet David had to make the same decision we all have to make are you going to please God are you going to try to please man are you more concerned about the popularity of your peers or the favor of your God <laughs>
1: said even so do we speak not as pleasing man but pleasing God which trieth our hearts I don't know about you but I want the favor and the anointing of God
0: more than anything else but it's going to cost us something you're not going to be invited to every party There may be some Christmas gatherings that your invitation got lost in the mail. David had to make a decision. He was going to try and respect the leaders in his life. But more importantly, he had to honor God. And this is the true test of character. As you see, my friend, anointing may take you to the top, but its character that keeps you there God can give the gift of anointing but character is based on the choices that we make and David is now in the school of pain and he's being taught how to respond to the hatred of those that he loves. He loves Saul! He is serving Saul! He respects Saul! But Saul is dealing with his own demons and taking them out on David! The Bible says that from this day forward, Saul eyed David. He viewed him as a threat. David is just being David, playing his harp, going out and fighting battles and bringing back more victories for the king. But Saul is dealing with his own fears and insecurities. So soon David is kicked out of the palace and given a series of military assignments that were meant to try to eliminate him. But David is blessed and victorious. Some of you, the enemy has tried to eliminate you. You've gone some three things, not because it was your own mistake or your own fault, but just because the devil thought you'd have given up, you would have died, you would have quit, and that slid by now. But guess what? You're still here saying, great
1: is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He thought you'd be dead a long time ago. But every battle you go into, there's a God that goes with you. There's a Savior that is there to bless
0: and to keep and to give you a victory. She Oh, would you lift your voices right now? Would you pray in the Holy Ghost? He got Jesus,
1: Jesus.
0: in the middle of all of this adversity David has to make a decision that he will remain humble in not only the sight of God but in his own sight that's the harder one You can't believe all the press clippings about yourself. You can't buy into what everybody is saying. I'm thankful for what God is doing. But ladies and gentlemen, God's going to have a church with or without you and me. This is God's church. This is God's business.
1: He just lets us be a part of it. And the only way
0: that the favor... An anointing of God will remain Is if you give God credit for it if you start taking credit for the blessings of God in your life God will lift his hand You think you've been blessed because of your education you think you've been blessed because of your personality You think you've been blessed because of your intellect ladies and gentlemen You've been blessed because of a God who is the giver of all good gifts At some point in your life, you gotta back up and say, Every
1: good thing that's ever happened to me has been the result of a good God.
0: Let me say this you've got to keep a big view of God and a small view of yourself. We get that mixed up. We have a big view of ourselves and a small view of God. you got to change that around and say, my God can do anything. My God is great. I'm nothing but God is good.
1: I'm limited but God is unlimited. I've got no power but my God has all power.
0: One of our elders said, our job is to humble ourselves and God's job is to promote. If you do his job, he'll do your job. Let that sink in for a moment. Our job is to humble ourselves. God's job is to promote. But if we do his job and try to promote ourselves, God will do our job and humble. I said, he'll humble us. I had a call yesterday from an evangelist. and He was telling me about how God has mightily used him. But he said, I feel like in the past year, the Lord's trying to take me to a new level. But he said, I've seen a drop off in people getting the Holy Ghost and people getting healed. And he said, throughout this general conference, I've come to the conclusion that I am the problem. I am too caught up with my own self. I'm too caught up with my own ministry. And he said, I want to know what can I do to get out of this. I told him what I felt like the Lord has been giving me through this study of David. And I said, here's what I want to tell you. you got to get some elders in your life. you got to get some people that can call you up and say, this is what you're going to do. And even if you don't agree with it, you do it. He said, you're absolutely right. I said, it's not submission unless you obey even when you don't agree. That's, right, right, right. That's the protection that God is going to give you so that the anointing can continue to flow.
1: I don't know about you, but everybody, everybody needs a pastor. You need somebody that will say, "Thus saith
0: the Lord. i got to hurry. The Bible says in verse 30, his name, David's name, became well known in all the land. But David did not buy into it. Now this is a bigger battle than the giant. His name became well known through all the land. But David didn't buy into it. Twice he tells those servants of Saul, I'm from a poor family I don't you think I can just become the king's son-in-law because I'm popular in the land is it a light thing to you? I don't deserve this one of the reasons that David did not buy into it is because he was a worshiper of God if you worship God every chance you get it serves as an antidote to self-praise. I worry about people, I don't even care if they're preachers. I worry about people that can't worship God. All they do is just wait for their time at the pulpit or wait for their time to hold a microphone and sing or wait for their time to be in front of it. But when the lights are off, they're out wandering around in the hallway. You better learn to worship God when nobody's looking. I said, you better learn to worship God when nobody's looking. Because if you stop worshiping God, you'll start worshiping self. You've
1: got to get rid of all of that. If you want to stay humble, be a worshiper of God. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord.
0: David didn't care what everybody thought of him. He didn't even care what his wife thought of him. She said, well, you got down there, and later on when he was king, and they brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, he got down there and worshipped. She said, wow, you really made an idiot of yourself today." He said, let me tell you something. Before I come up in here with your daddy in this palace, there was a God that was back there in the shepherd hills with me he's been my friend he's been my savior you think because i'm up in this house now sitting in the blessing and the favor of god that i'm gonna stop worshiping god you got
1: another thought coming woman i've been a worshiper before i knew you i'm gonna be a worshiper when you're gone some of you need to make up in your mind it's not about me it's about
0: God you can stay standing I'm coming to a close but I'm feeling some more stuff coming up on me we're in America where everything's about customer service and if we're not careful we take that business model and want to put it as a template on top of the church well, I want my parking to be just like this, and I don't like nobody on my pew. I don't know, and I, I don't want to shake hands, and I don't want to be messed with. And I don't like to go to the altar, be crowded. You've got all these personal preferences and all these things that you like and don't like. You better get rid of all that stuff and just say, I'm so thankful I'm still alive and breathing God's
1: air. He's done so much for me. I've got no right to demand anything. All Only to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me.
0: I'm closing. David has to run for his life now as Saul orders his messengers to kill him. David ends up going to Samuel's house. When you get in trouble, don't run to the witch's house, which is what Saul did. Run to the house of the anointing. I I can't make heads or tails. I don't know what I've done to upset the kid. I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to go get with Samuel because I know he's got to walk with God and if you get with somebody that you know has got a relationship with God I said you better get around the right company you better get around the right friends you better get around those that will tell you hey let me tell you what God's doing this is just a test this is just a
1: season we're going to come out of this you're going to be blessed
0: they tell Saul David's down there with Samuel and Saul sends a, a group of killers down there to take them out. And they go down there, and the Spirit of the Lord comes upon them, and they begin to prophesy. <laughs> Brother Scott, they get down there to take David out, and they all get filled with the Holy Ghost. Because where two or three are gathered. They got Samuel who was the man who had the horn of oil and they got David who was the recipient of the oil and they're there together and the Spirit of God is upon them and no weapon formed against them is going to prosper.
1: I'm preaching to somebody you may have lost your job this past week but no weapon formed against you is going to prosper.
0: They returned back to Saul. What in the world happened to you? We went down there to get him, but something come on us. Some of y'all first come to a Pentecostal church to try to disprove it. Coming up in here as a critic. And God got a hold of you. You come up in here like you were Socrates, going to check it all out. But you left going... God is great and
1: greatly to be praised
0: Saul sent a second group down same thing happened Saul sent a third group down same thing happened finally Saul said I'll go and do it myself when he got close about like getting too close to a fire. When he got close, here's King Saul and all of his rage and all of his anger. When he got close, whew, he couldn't hardly handle it. He took off his royal robe. The Bible said he just laid out in the street and prophesied. Some of y'all come up in here with your fine linens, got everything all down pat, but when God gets a hold of you, I said, when God
1: gets a hold of you, is there anybody that's willing to get rid of your pride and say, I just want a touch of the Holy Ghost? I don't care what I look like, I don't care what anybody thinks, I've got to have a touch from heaven. Oh, I feel an anointing in this house. I said, I feel an anointing in this house.
0: why don't you step out of where you're standing right now why don't you come down to this altar I'm going to get with some people full of the Holy Ghost you say I'm not where I need to be yet neither was Saul but he went to the house where the anointing was flowing and one more time God got a hold of him somebody say what do you think Saul was prophesying he was probably prophesying about the blessings of God upon David David's going to be the king David's going to be blessed David is the anointed one David you just worship God and let God fight your battles I'm going to just tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I know we've only got five minutes, but here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I feel that God is calling this church to radical humility, radical sacrifice, and radical submission. We've had so many confirmations of that over the past several weeks. I want to know who in this building right now will lift up your hands and your voice. And would you offer God radical humility by the praise that's in your mouth? Shotor a Basia.
1: in the name of Jesus. I humble myself under the mighty
0: hand of God.
1: Come on, raise your hand, raise your yes, voice. Yes, yes, yet last, worship God. Oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Pray the prayer of faith, Brother Borges. Can you raise your hands one more time?
1: By the authority of the Word of God. And by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray now that your power come to this place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. someone. Pray someone. Run, the name of Jesus. Hit the name of Jesus. To someone. yeah, that's it that's it that's it oh god in the name of jesus by the power of the name of lord jesus tell down your spirit my god <laughs> In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Send us anointing, my God. Send us a humility, my God. Help us to humble ourselves, my God. Hallelujah! (laughs) He I'm going to i And Pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit, pray in another tongue. Close your eyes He just let God speak through you in the name of Jesus. That's it, that's in the name of Jesus. Yes, ma momo 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 yes. He corona yes sorrowova eti in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am corona ma yes Rama toya namae si, Rama I Rama Santa ya manae The name of Jesus. Come on now, come on now. Itoli aradala loloe shi, talolore na lamae i tarana ri ya la 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 ba yesa la 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 ba na o in the name of the lord jesus christ in the name of the lord jesus christ in the name of the lord jesus christ it's time to get away with all distractions and it's time to focus in worship it's time to focus and win souls it's time to focus and get by my studies come on now The more come on God Michael God is gonna use every one of us don't tell me you are too shy you are too old or you are too young god is blessing this boy and bring from a place the middle of nowhere and he has used me i'm not ashamed to say that because no god knows my heart listen my mouth can say something that my heart doesn't say what is important is not what you say to people it's what God sees that we are saying right here make sense? there is the river river is like the power of God water is powerful it's the gifts of God it's the anointing of God flowing the banks are the character Never let let the power supersedes character, because when you have that, you have flood, and flood kills people. You need some people right here, right now, need to be right with God, with God, because maybe you are right with people because your mouth says something but your heart if you just raise your hands one more time I'm going to do one more prayer I want to be right with God. I want to have a pure heart. God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray right now, my God, that a special anointing in our character, my God, comes to this place. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You're never gonna be the same again. Pray this way, pray this prayer, pray this prayer, pray this. Come on, young people, come on, adults, in the name of Jesus. I want to be right. In the name of Jesus. Let's. Let's worship God a little bit. Let's worship God a little bit. There are some worships at the house so let's praise and worship God with our all our might Hi, Jesus